Welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it's going to be Hampton head coach David Six. Now, this is this is a wild one, okay? Get this story, okay? David is the winningest coach in Hampton history. Uh, they won the MEAC tournament like five years straight, went to the tournament multiple times, uh, has won over 200 games there. Prior to taking over the head job at Hampton, uh, he was an intramural director at Hampton, he was a high school coach for a long time, and he's an Air Force vet. Huh? Oh, by the way, in late June of last summer, 2018, he had a stroke while driving his wife to the hospital. And upon having that stroke, uh, he talked about wanting to get back for the season. Doctors said, eh, probably not going to happen, man. The man didn't miss a practice or a game and has had very little side effects. So I I have to talk to him about that. I have to hear the whole story. We'll see if he'll share the whole story with us. But uh, this is a man who's just won and has continued to win at, at Hampton and has just been... Uh, pretty remarkable and his story I'm just excited to hear it I, I've read about it but I want to hear it uh, this is my first time talking to him so we'll uh, we'll get him on here in a minute and, and share his his story and we'll hear about the Hampton Pirates we'll be right back this is the jump around And welcome back to the Jump Around, and joining me as promised, it is Hampton head coach David Six. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to join me. You guys in uh, in the middle of conference play, 4-0 start for you guys in the conference, so uh, a, a nice start for you, but thanks for joining me today. And thank you for having me. Uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, before we get into your team and, and your season and uh, a new conference for you guys, uh, I want to talk to you. Uh, about your background a little bit. Um, you're a guy who's uh, the all-time winningest coach at Hampton. You, you've you've won the MEAC tournament six times. You've had so much success at Hampton. And I'm curious for you, a HBCUs are, are, are they're different jobs, right? There's there's just there's challenges there that other schools don't face. There's a very uniqueness to that. I'm wondering for you, uh, taking over Hampton when you did and, and your stay there, what is it about about Hampton specifically? What is it about uh, the school that kind of keeps you there? Well, it's a, uh, uh, if you've never been here, it's a beautiful place. Uh, nestled on the uh, water. Uh, we surround it on three sides by water. We are, we are a peninsula. Even the campus is a peninsula on the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, it's like a charming little southern town. Uh, I, I served in the military here at Langley Air Force Base. Uh, I've been here for uh, more than half of my life now, and I just kind of like the area. I coached at uh, Hampton High School and I had a lot of success there. So when I got the job here at Hampton, I didn't have to change houses or anything like that. So That's beautiful. Um, it's just been good to me in terms of uh, things, the administration and and the people are great to me, so, I, you know, I'd I say I love it here. Yeah, well, if people don't know, you were a really good high school coach. You were the AP Coach of the Year uh, when you led Hampton High School to the state championship, and then you spent 
uh, a little bit of time as the director of intramurals before you got the Hampton head job. Uh, so to say that your path is unique to being a Division One head coach is certainly an understatement. When, when you're back in high school coaching, did you ever uh, did you ever have the goal of coaching in college? Um, yeah, um, I, I, I guess I didn't start out that way. Um, uh, just started out having a passion for the game and, and uh, you know, enjoying working with young people. And then as time moved on, we had success, and uh, we had moderate success at first. And then uh, I'm sure you speak with Boo Williams. And, you know, I asked him how could we build our high school program and, into something special, and he, he told me that we had to play outside our borders, meaning we had to play outside our state. And so we started doing that. We uh, took our high school team to um, Phoenix, Arizona, several times playing the uh, – Nike tournament the champions, and then uh, we played in uh, uh, a T-Mobile Invitational. Uh, uh, we were ranked fourth in the country. We were ranked ninth in the country. So we had a tremendous success um, at the high school level. So the the next challenge was was moving to college, and and uh, I didn't think it would happen the way it happened. But um, I, I coached Blue Williams uh, 15 elite program. And uh, had a lot of success there, so I was exposed to college coaches all the time. But mm-hmm. just you know, blessed that uh, you know I happened to be in the right place at the right time in terms of of uh, having success at Hampton High and and be, you know being in the newspaper and the people at Hampton and they saw that and and they gave me an opportunity. Yeah, and, and you've you've went off and running with it. What um. For you, when you take over the job, was there anything, because you hadn't coached at college previously, so was there anything that maybe caught you off guard or anything that you th- that just kind of surprised you about coaching at the collegiate level? Well, I had friends who coached in college. And uh, I was doing Blue Williams, and then I was very successful uh, in high school. So I was exposed to college coaches, so I talked to them all the time. So a lot of my friends were college coaches. But um, what I didn't understand about college um, athletics was the business side of it. And so I hired somebody who had experience. Uh, her name was Barbara Burgess, and I knew her through because we worked at the same high school at one time. And I hired her to, to handle the business side and to bring me up to speed on that side of things. And, and um, that wound up working out for me. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious, too, for um, – for a guy with your background, you are you're a military vet, first off, and uh, thank you, by the way, for your service there. Um, I, I, I wonder if, if your time uh, in the Air Force that has that. Uh, I imagine it has, but uh, has it impacted your your coaching, your leadership style at all? And if so, how? Um, you know, uh, the military is uh, very set up, very regimented, uh, uh, very organized, and uh, I, I would say that you know. Kind of everything in the military is black and white, and that's kind of how I see how I see things. Um, um, yeah, I, I would say that it's definitely discipline, mm-hmm. and uh, I expect for uh, our kids to be disciplined as well. Yeah. Um. Well, you guys have had a ton of success at Hampton, and, and a, uh, I know you've talked about this recently, and uh, I, I'd be obviously remiss if I didn't bring it up, but uh, you had a pretty life altering uh situation uh this summer uh in late june um 
if people aren't aware of your story, if, if you don't mind sharing it with me again, I would appreciate it. Okay. Um, uh, my wife, uh, Angela, has a, a muscular disorder called polymyositis, so maybe once or twice a quarter, depending on how well she's doing, we go to uh, John Hopkins. And uh, we had just bought a new Honda Pilot and uh, with the lane assist and all that stuff, so we had never taken it out of town, and we were taking it up to John Hopkins, and we usually stop, break up the trip. It's about four hours from us. We usually stop by either going into uh, Richmond or stopping in Fredericksburg. But this particular time, I was playing with the car. So I didn't stop. Mm -hmm. So about an hour outside of uh, Baltimore, my right arm uh, felt really heavy. And, you know, I was trying to stretch. And my wife kept asking me, what's wrong with your arm? Of course, I'd be in the band. I said, no. <laughs> and, and, uh, but, you know, I was looking in the mirror. I didn't see anything. So I didn't really have any uh, typical signs of a, of a stroke. But when I got, or when we got to the neurology center, which is where my wife was being seen, when I got out of the car, I couldn't keep my balance. Uh, you know, I was staggering, trying to keep my balance. And I, um, I kind of backed up from the car because I didn't want my wife to see. And I, I fell on my shoulder kind of rolled over. Uh, there was a doctor in the parking lot, and he came up to me. He asked me, was I all right? Of course, I'm in denial. So I get back up again. and try, I'm on one knee. I try to straighten up again, and I'm staggering again, and I, I fall again. Um, I go to the emergency room, and uh, they asked me uh, what happened. I told him, I don't know. I collapsed. I went to sit down. I, I flipped over the chair. So... Uh, they get me on the gurney and they, they run into the hospital and, and I'm like, well, I, I mean, I must be dying because they, they act pretty serious. Yeah. And uh, they get me into the room and, and uh, they ask me to touch my chin and, and uh, touch my nose. And then they held a finger out in front of me and they asked me to touch the finger and I couldn't do it. My arm, my limbs were all over the place. And they said, uh, Mr. Six, we think you're having a stroke. And I said, get out of here. I was in the pool yesterday working out or whatever. They said, no, we think you're having a stroke. And they took a CT scan, and that confirmed that I had a blood clot where my balance was. And so uh, people who don't know, uh, and, 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 you know, I'll promote stroke care, but they tell you to get to the hospital on time because there's a, there's a chemical called TPA that they can give you, and it can break up uh, your blood clot, but you, but you have to have it between one to three hours. And so I was right there in the parking lot, so I was blessed to, to be able to have that. And um, I went to, uh, I was in ICU for two two days, and then uh, I was in the hospital room with my wife. My wife, they kept my wife too, so we both in the hospital together. And then uh, on July 4th, they took her over to uh, rehab, and then they took me over to rehab, and uh, I like to call it boot camp rehab because I was wheelchair bound. I couldn't walk. I couldn't use my right side at all. I had to learn how to walk again and and uh, learn how to stand up. And but you know, once you get over the initial shock of feeling for, sorry for yourself or whatever, and say you're going to do this, uh, you know, uh, they have our uh, therapy sessions and. You know, therapy sessions, they ask you what your, what your week, uh, week goals are and, and stuff like that. Uh, my week goals were always to go to Popeye's 
and you know eat something that you shouldn't that you're not supposed <laughs> to eat because you know hospital food can't. yeah I know it I know it <laughs> you know hospital food is, is, is terrible so I was starving and then you know there's another guy in there he said he wanted to go to the liquor store but uh but uh you know we would have fun with that but then they would ask you you know what your short term goals are what your long term goals are and I was telling them my goal was to to go back to work and they were and they would say well you know that's that's a bit of a stretch mm-hmm. uh, maybe you can go back in a year or so and I finally told them about the recession well if I can't go back to work you know might as well put something in my hobby you know might as well take me out right now cause I, I, I can't I can't sit around I said I plan to walk out of here and I plan to go back to work and you know, the Lord allowed me the opportunity to, um, I went home, I, I went to stay with my daughter for, when I got out of hospital at the end of July, I went to stay with her for about two weeks. My wife, they kept my wife an extra week. When uh, she uh, came to my daughter, my daughter just had twins. They're not even a year old. Wow. So I, I just said it was fair for my daughter to have to take care of four kids, you know? So, of course, at my daughter's house, they were waiting on me hand and foot. Sure. So I told them that I was going home, and, of course, they were upset. But I felt like, you know, I knew I would probably fall at home and struggle a little bit, but I felt like I could only fall as far as the floor. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I'm a survivor, so... Um, I felt like if I went home, that would be better for me because I would have to fend for myself. And uh, when I got home, I, my niece was kind of taking care of me at first, and then she would come to the house and say, where are you? i say, Walmart. How do you get to Walmart? Uber. She said, you're doing too much. I said, I'm riding in a little car. I mean, how am I doing too much? I'm not walking. But, yeah. you know, I just couldn't sit around. So I, uh, I came back to work, and then uh, Human Resources, they called and said, hey, man, you can't come back to work without a doctor's note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go get a doctor's note, and, and uh, you know, kind of the rest is history in terms of coming back. I didn't uh, miss any practice time or anything like that. I just blessed with, with that. That Man, Dave, that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. I've got so many, <laughs> I got so many ways I want to go. Like, I laugh because your <laughs> your outlook on it is funny, but... You had a stroke, man. Like you had a stroke. Like relax, but it's just not your personality. Clearly, uh, I, I, well, well. Here's the thing: if you, if, you know, think about it this way. One day you can walk, and then the next day you can't. How do you deal with that? Yeah. You know, you could, you could deal with that one or two ways. You could you could deal with that and feel sorry for yourself or whatever, or you could say, you know what. I'm a crawl until I can walk again. And that's kind of the way uh, I handled it. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I, you know, I said the way I am about things. I'm not going to sit around. and I didn't want to sit around. Um, and so um, that's what I did. Um, you know, I can laugh about it now. Uh, I know that, that God has a plan and, and it happened for a reason. Maybe it's to, to help other people with strokes uh, know that, that that they can do it. Yeah. 
you Thing, you have the ultimate trump card on your players, right? If they complain about anything, oh, my ankle hurts. You'd be like, hey, I had a stroke. I'm good. Oh, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the AD, when he first told them that I had a stroke, he told them, you don't want to hear no complaints about running or yeah, something like yeah, that because yeah. he came up to see me. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, that that uh, uh, rehab is intense. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like five hours a day sometimes. Yeah. But, but, uh, now nah, I just keep plugging along, man. I, 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 hey, this is a, a, a beautiful opportunity, so, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, well, I mean, t- t- hats off to you, man. Uh, that's, uh, certainly it's one of those things, if it, if it knocked you on your butt, no one would blame you, but, uh, it's still, uh, all the more credit to you for bouncing back and, and let's let's talk about happy times. Let's talk about your team. Uh, you're in the Big South now, so a new experience for you guys. And uh, what do you do? You go out, win the first two on the road, and then you go home and beat a really good Radford team and beat Longwood. You're four and zero in in the Big South. You're the win- best winning percentage in Big South history. David Six, a hundred percent, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope, let's hope uh, in uh, March. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's it been like for you guys changing leagues because just i actually used to coach in the big south so i know just stylistically it's different from where you're coming from obviously you don't have as much familiarity with these teams um obviously it's it's worked out so far but how's it been for you uh switching leagues great i mean uh the, you know first i want to say that the miac was great to me we we love the miac uh um uh, there were some great rivalries there. Uh, uh, Norfolk State, Howard, uh, North Carolina A&T. But, um, you know, it's just an opportunity for a different type of challenge. And, and uh, Big South uh, officials have uh, accepted us with open arms. and uh, The games have been competitive. And, and, you know, obviously the styles are different in terms of uh, – um, you know, uh, style of play, and but you know, as they say all the time, style makes fights, <laughs> and, and and so you know, uh, you know, our style's been a little different for for uh, I think for some people in the Big South or whatever. But it's been overall, it's been fun. I mean, they're, they're uh, top notch league. Uh, they really handle things professionally, and. Uh, you know, we certainly are happy to be in the Big South. Yeah. Uh, as you guys continue to to move forward and try to keep winning games, you've got a, a tough little road swing coming up going to Campbell, uh, which is a, a difficult team, a, a defensive team. And then you go down to Winthrop, who's a team who's struggled recently, but they've, they've definitely had some success in the past. Uh, for you, how do you guys approach improving? Because everyone talks about, oh, you want to peak in February, you want to peak in March. And, and I get that. But 
specifically, how does Hampton work to get better and peak in February and peak in March? You know, just um, one of the things for us is, is you know, uh, the other night against Rashford, um, actually based in play, we started one freshman, we saw more than the senior. And, and uh, you know, that's like pulling uh, <laughs> your hair out sometimes because they're inexperienced and really don't know. Uh, they, they're learning, especially, you know, a couple of them are junior college kids, so they're just learning our system. We have 10 new kids on the team. Uh, every time some of our freshmen do something, it's the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, when we played against Rapper, that's the first time they played in the big game. Uh, so, um, I, th- I just feel like with our team, we have so much uh, improvement that we could do because, you know, we're starting a freshman point guard. Uh, um, Taylor Willis, our star point guard, has been out the whole year. Um, so, you know, I, I just feel like um, our best basketball is in front of us in terms of, of what we need to do. Yeah. For... For you guys, uh, and you've been you've been to the NCAA tournament multiple times, so you know what it's like. Um, for you, is that is it is it NCAA tournament or bust for you? Is that do you view the season through that kind of prism, or are, are you able to to kind of see the other you know victories and other good things there too? For for me personally, you know, I obviously want to go to the NCAA tournament every year. I mean, once you you know. Once you've been, you want to go back. Oh, yeah. you, you know. But however, you know, I got to be realistic in the sense that that uh, I got ten new new players, and and uh, you know, let the chip fall where they may. For for us, victory would would have been uh, being uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah. Because the question was, could we be competitive in the Big South? You have been so and, far. Uh, <laughs> Huh? So you answered the question so far pretty well. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing, you know, uh, and and I and I think that we can play better, so okay. than we have so far. So, um, you know, it, it's fun, uh, you know, taking a ride and taking the journey with them, especially with uh, what happened to me this year, whatever. So, you know, uh, uh, six months ago, I didn't even know if I was going to be coaching uh, this year, so. For us, it's just, it just been fun going to the different venues and meeting the new coaches and yeah. and, and uh, seeing the different kids. It's just uh, it's been special. Yeah, well, yeah, you're playing. You're kind of playing with house money at this point, right? Like you're just in, oh, yeah. enjoying oh, the yeah. ride. Good for you. Uh, well, uh, Campbell, yeah, you haven't been there. That is, that is probably the nicest venue in the Big South. Um, that place is is gorgeous. Uh, so you'll you'll enjoy your time down there in in Bowie's Creek. Um, for you, David, as you look at your, your career and maybe you don't think about it this far away, but, um, what's for you, like, what's the end goal? Like whenever you decide to hang it up and, you know, Hey, I'm going to retire one day and however long that is, uh, what needs to happen in your career for you to feel like you were a success or do you feel like you've already kind of accomplished those things? Well, uh, um, I I don't, I think I've, uh, uh, Obviously, there's a lot of components to that. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Dr. Harvey, 
and and the staff that have been given a, a high school coach an opportunity when you know, having the experience of you know kind of started there, and then I've had uh, great co- great coaches and and and, and great players who uh, kind of bought into uh, the style and 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 what we were trying to do, but for me. It would be because I've been so close with an NCAA tournament game. Yeah. You know, I lost to Kentucky in overtime. Yep. And so, you know, I, I want to prove it can be done. So, I mean, I'll go down swinging. And, and, and so, that's where I that, – that, that would be the ultimate for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when was that? That was back, what, early – what, 2010, 11, 12, something like that? I think it was 11 or 12. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something. You guys have, you guys have been right there. You guys, I mean, truly, you've, you've built such an impressive, uh, program at Hampton. And, and I don't, for anyone who's paying attention, anytime you beat or come close to beating a, a big school, the surprise factor for me is gone. I'm like, oh, yeah. Sure. Why wouldn't they? And, and you know that wasn't there when you took over. So, uh, kudos to you and your staff and your players. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched you guys play, I'll get you out of here on this one. But um, for people who don't know anything about Hampton, they don't know the they don't know the Pirates. They've never seen you play. Uh, what can they expect when they turn on one of your games? What What is it about your program that you want to get across to people who maybe aren't familiar? You know, the, the one thing is that you know. When you look at us, we're gonna probably play hard. Uh, we 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 like to to bring the fight to you a lot of the time, and, and uh, you know we're gonna try to uh, uh, turn you over if we can, and and uh, uh, you know get the ball inside, move that ball when we get the opportunity. But, but the mostly we're gonna we're gonna try to get after you defensively. Um, it's been a successful year. Eight and seven on the year is Hampton, but more importantly, four and zero in conference, and and the conference is all that really matters. Again, we'll take on Campbell on the road uh, this coming Saturday, January nineteenth, and then head down to Winthrop in uh, Rock Hill. But Coach, I I greatly do appreciate your time uh, for sharing your story. Uh, I am a, I'm very uh, I'm blown away uh, by your optimism and and your ability to bounce back from such a, a big life event to just really just truly shake it off so um i appreciate you sharing your story i appreciate your enthusiasm and, and hope all the best for you and your team moving forward all right thank you thank you for me. i told you it was a crazy story right how crazy is that seriously uh david six head coach at hampton appreciate him and his time and his candor and i mean really that's that's one you're not just not going to get over you're not going to forget about um man Im- impressive stuff look forward to seeing Hampton continue to, to progress down the season, but 4-0, uh, a great start for them. Thank you for tuning in and listening, whether you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever else. It is appreciated. Uh, if you can leave a, a rating and a review on iTunes, if you're listening there, that is also appreciated. You can find me always on Twitter at Blake Dudonis with your comments and thoughts. I am grateful for my listeners, and uh, I'm grateful to share these stories of these incredible people. So until next time, this is a jump around.